Hi folks, it's the FPL General here again recording another episode of my 59th Minute FPL Podcast. Recording on Tuesday morning, the 9th of April. So, Blank Game Week 33 is just behind us. Uh, I'll do a quick review of that shortly. Uh, we're looking ahead now to Game Week 34, which uh, has Brighton and Cardiff playing a double game week. And then more so, looking ahead to Game Week 35, the big double game week. So... I'm on, my wildcard's active, activated on Friday night after the Liverpool game, so this episode is going to be a, a wildcard special episode slash bench boost 35, because that's my plan. So really, really, I'm looking ahead to the rest of the season now, rather than just game week 34, which is the, the upcoming game week. So I know not everybody is on a wildcard this week, but this episode is going to be mainly focused around what I'm doing uh, and my my plans for the, the rest of the season. So even if you're not on a wild card, you will still get useful information from this because, I mean, you're still going to be looking at the same players that I am for the next couple of weeks. So what I'll do is, the structure of this podcast, I'll do the shout-outs first of all, a short review of Blank Game Week 33, and then I'll move into the the meat of the pod. So I'm going to do a wild card watch list. Uh, so I'm going to run through all the teams that have a double Game Week 35, talk about the players I'm interested in, uh, I'm going to t- I'm touch on the single game week teams as well to see if there's any of those I'm interested in keeping. Um, I'll I've I, I didn't I didn't touch my wildcard squad until this morning since Friday night. So I've I've had a quick tinker for this podcast. While I run through once I run through all the teams and the players I'm interested in, I'll I'll, I'll reveal what my current draft is for uh, the wildcard. Then I will. Uh, Take a five or six questions from Twitter. I've picked out a few of the best ones there. Talk a little bit about captaincy as well for Game Week 34. And then I'll just wrap things up. So quite a bit to get through in this episode. It's probably going to be a bit longer than usual. So I'm just going to get get stuck straight into it. So shout-outs first of all for Blank Game Week 33. I haven't done these for a while. Um, it's been harder to keep track of them because of the blanks and doubles and things like that but a few shout outs this week Alex Pritchard from Huddersfield managed 59 minutes exactly so well done Pritchard on your one point Uh, a couple of notable mentions here as well Harvey Barnes who was in my team just about made it to 60 minutes so it would have been very frustrating if he had played one minute less uh, this Barnes has been disappointing anyway hasn't been getting too many attacking returns uh, and he's gone now on my wildcard just two more notable mentions here. Two Liverpool lads, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Jeannie Wijnaldum. Uh, so Klopp made that double substitution in the 58th minute um, in that game at the weekend. So a notable mention for those two. Uh, Trent didn't miss out on the clean sheet anyway because they'd already conceded. So not a huge deal there really. So moving on now to just a quick review of how Blank Game Week 33 went for me. Uh, it felt very odd. I had a I had a good game week, a very good game week for a change. Uh, I'd actually forgotten what it feels like to have a good game week, so I ended up with a game week rank of one hundred and twenty four thousand, which is pretty good, seventy seven points, and a very healthy green arrow. I went from I think it was four hundred and forty one k to two hundred and ninety five k, so that looks a lot better after just one game week. So two green arrows in a row now, so I call that momentum. Uh, and hopefully I can just finish the season with five more green arrows and, and get as close to that top 100k as possible. It's still achievable, so I haven't given up hope on that um, top 100k finish. 
So the heroes were uh, Vardy, 16 points, and, and a captain Hazard as well for his 32. So that was the main bulk of the points. I had Juan Bissaka in defence and Pereira, and then Salah chipped in as well. So a very good game week. And, and as I said, hopefully I can just bring that momentum in now to the next couple of game weeks. With wildcard left, triple captain left, and bench boost as well. So no excuses not to finish the season strongly. Moving on now, looking ahead, nobody wants to look back too much, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look ahead now. So wildcard watch list, what I've done is just noted down all the teams that played twice in 35. I'm gonna and I've noted down the players that I'm interested in. So these are the players that are gonna be under consideration for my wildcard squad this week. Um so starting off, no particular order, starting off with Spurs. The players I've noted down here are Harry Kane, uh, Son, Eriksson, uh, Lloris, the goalkeeper. And then I've just got a, I've just wrote down defender question mark. So with Spurs, they have they have, I'm just getting the fixtures up in front of me here as well. Spurs have got great fixtures. They do have you know like City and and Liverpool United. They do have Champions League rotation, which is a big worry as well when it comes to FPL. But I think Kane is one of the first names on my wildcard squad. And I don't think he's going anywhere. We know with Kane. He plays most of the game, so we don't need to worry too much about that. I think he's a very good captain option as well for Game Week 34, which I'll talk about a little bit later. So Kane is pretty nailed on for me. Um, I may end up tripling up on Spurs with those nice fixtures. Uh, I'm just looking at them here. They have Huddersfield 34, and then the double game week is Man City away and Brighton at home. So the Man City fixture obviously is not ideal, but that Brighton game looks good as well. Then they've got West Ham, Bournemouth and Everton to finish out the season. So I really like Spurs fixtures. Um, I think they'll finish the season strongly as well in the in the race for the for the top four. So I am I'm gonna back Spurs for the running. So Kane is likely to be there. I'm very likely to get one of their midfielders as well. Uh, you know it's it's between Son and Eriksson. Um, and I, I keep flip-flopping between the two. I really don't know which one of those I'll settle on, but I'm pretty sure I'll have one of them come Friday night. Now, like Spurs, you know, City, all these teams are playing uh, European football midweek. So I'm recording before any Champions League games, before any Europa League game. So I've tinkered this morning quickly, and I'm not going to touch it again until probably Thursday or Friday because a lot can change with these Champions League games. You know, injuries, suspensions, things like that. Um, I know Son in particular, if Son picks up a yellow card in that Champions League game tonight, I think he misses the second leg. So that would be a big factor. You know, I'm kind of kind of hoping he gets booked tonight now. So that would probably, something as little as that would sway in Son's favour for me, for my FPL team. So interesting to keep an eye on those uh, bookings as well in the Champions League. So Kane's in. One of Son or Eriksson will be in. And I'm leaning towards Lloris as well, rather than a defender. Uh, again, it's those fixtures. Lloris has been a bit shaky this season. Uh, he's 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 been a bit shaky for all of his career, really. But I still like him with those fixtures for Spurs. Uh, I do like their defence. Um, there's just a lot of question marks with their defenders. You know, Trippier is always a great option, but how much game time will he get? We know Potts likes to rotate his fullbacks. Vertonghen, a lot of people are sticking Vertonghen into their team as well. I just he doesn't offer too much going forward. Um, so I just I just prefer Lloris. I think I'm leaning towards Lloris for a uh, defensive cover from Spurs. So at this point, most likely my triple up would be Lloris, Son, and Kane. So that's where I'm at at the moment. Moving on to the next team now. Just going to try rattle through these as quick as I can because I'm conscious that this pod will run on a little bit longer. Wolves, uh, Wolves have been superb this season. Uh, 
you know they would be very disappointed to 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 lose that FA Cup tie when they were two 0 up. But again, Jimenez and Doherty combined in that game, both scored. So, you know, I've had Jimenez uh, since very early in the season. I haven't had him all season, but I got on him at about five point eight million, and he's been a he's been a legend. Uh, and I I still I hate myself for getting rid of him on the free hit in in thirty two. But he's back now, and he and he's going nowhere. I'm just going to hold him for the rest of the season. Play him every week. He's even a captaincy shout for the double game week. Um, so yeah, Jimenez is in. So it's Kane and Jimenez up front. And, and the big question mark is who will be the third striker alongside them. Or will I go 3-5-2? So Jimenez is in. Uh, Doherty as well. I sold Doherty quite a few weeks ago. It's probably well over a month ago now that I sold Doherty. But there's a very good chance he'll come back in to my side uh, on wildcard. You know, just... He has it all, you know... He's always got clean sheet potential, but it's his attacking threat that is the best thing about Doherty. He's one of the most attacking defenders in the league this season, so I would I would like to get him back in for the running. Uh, the third Wolves name I've jotted down here is Jota. Uh, no pun intended there. Um, I I haven't owned him at all since I, I owned him for the first four game weeks of the season, and it was very disappointing. Um, you know, I went against my rule game week one of avoiding promoted teams, but I thought Wolves were a bit of an exception because they were coming up with such a such a good squad and Jota was hyped up in pre-season. It, but it didn't work out. But second half of the season he started to turn it on. So at the moment, I'm probably leaning towards just Jimenez and Doherty from Wolves, but I haven't ruled out a triple up either. Um, I'll talk about it when I come to my to my you know latest draft. The one part I'm struggling with is the last midfield spot in my team, and I think Jota has it at the moment. Um, so I'll talk about that when I when I reveal my team towards the end of this. So yeah, there's nobody really else there at Wolves. Uh, I think Jimenez, Doherty, and Jota will be the most popular. You know, for most managers on wildcard, uh, I'm not really looking anywhere else. Moving on to Man City. Now, this is one of the hardest parts I'm finding with the wildcard is, you know, which City players to go for and how many to go for. Uh, you know, I expect City to win the league. So, you know, Liverpool Liverpool fans listen to this, their ears are going to be burning hearing me say that. But I just think they have too much quality and I think they will win the league. So, you know, in that sense, we should really have two or three City players. But with Pep Guardiola there, it's just so hard to predict what he's going to do and which teams he's going to put out. They've got a crazy fixture schedule coming up with all the the cup competitions so at the moment i think i've only got one city player in my in my latest draft and that's sterling you know he's been he's been amazing this season and i've missed most of his big hauls this season but he's the one one of the big debates i'm having on wildcard is sterling versus kdb so de bruyne has come back in recent weeks and he's looked phenomenal in the games that i've seen him in you know some of the balls he's been putting through for the likes of jesus and that it's he he's looks he looks like he's getting back to close to his best. He has said himself that he's not a hundred percent fit and he's not going to be as good as he was, you know, this stage last season. But I still that's not going to put me off him. I still think he will play a very important role for City in the running. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely interested. I think it'll be one or the other, Sterling or De Bruyne. I don't think I'll have both. So that's something I'm going to be weighing up for the rest of the week. And obviously I'll be keeping a close eye to see what happens in the Champions League. You know, which of them play, how do they play, how minutes do, how many minutes do they get and things like that. So pretty sure I'll go with one City midfielder. Now I've got Aguero written down here as well with a question mark beside his name. I've had him, you know, had him for quite a while and he's done really well for me, but... I think I'm probably going to lose him on wildcard. Just, again, 
it comes down to minutes and you know how much game time is he going to get. There's a lot of striking options. You know when I compare him to Harry Kane, I know Harry Kane's going to play every game. You know well, you know ninety nine percent sure that he will. Um, but I can't say that for Aguero with with Jesus lurking around and especially now that Aguero had a little injury, maybe they're going to have to manage him a little bit. So that puts me off Aguero. I'm not ruling out, not ruling out going for him, but it's very hard to fit him and Kane into the same team. Uh, and I'm pretty pretty set on getting Harry Kane, so Aguero may have to miss out. Uh, defensively then, Laporte was a hero for me in the double game we've just gone. There's a good chance he may make the cut as well. Now, the City fixtures are not ideal. They've got Palace in 34, and then the double game week is Spurs at home and Man United away. So, the one thing though, when I look at double game weeks, when it comes to Man City, I don't really look at who the opponents are. You know, it's if there's any team that's fixture proof, it is Man City. So that wouldn't those those fixtures wouldn't uh, put me off the likes of Laporte or even Ederson. I know some people are, have mentioned Ederson this week as well. I just think there's possibly some better goalkeeper options at, at cheaper prices. So I'm probably going to avoid Ederson, but there's a good chance I will stick with Laporte uh, on wildcard. So that's City. I know there's a lot of other options there at City as well. You've got Bernardo Silva who gets a lot of game time um, and things like that. But for me, I think most likely one of Sterling and or KDB and, and, and Laporte probably. I'll probably go with two. I can't see myself going with three City players. And Aguero, big question mark there. Do I do I keep him or do I, do I get rid? Moving on to Brighton. So Brighton are the talk of the town because they've got the double-double. They've got double 34 and double 35. So a lot of people are going to have at least two Brighton players. A lot of people are going to triple up on Brighton. Now, I currently have Matt Ryan in my latest draft and I have uh, Shane Duffy as well. So I've seen some people go triple, you know, and throw in Lewis Dunk in there as well. I'm just not feeling the love for the the triple up in in Brighton defence. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's still Brighton. You know, they're not they're not a top team, and I, I I've never you know I've, people are people are talking about uh, captain and Shane Duffy as well. I don't think I will. You know, as much as uh, as a, I you know it would be a beautiful story in FPL if if Duffy could get you know twenty plus points in the double game week and a lot of people captain them. Some people may even triple captain them, but for me, I just I've never captained a defender in FPL and I still don't think I'll do it this week, even with the double game week the way it's fallen for Duffy. Um, yes, he's great going forward. He's he's always a goal threat, but you know it's so easy for teams to concede two silly goals and each you know concede one goal. In each game from a, from a silly corner or something like that. There's always yellow cards for defenders, you know, possible red cards, possible own goals as well. So you, you have to remember that as well. But I I'm just not feeling the love for Duffy captain. So I think he'll be my vice captain, uh, and probably be Harry Kane. I think captain at Huddersfield. I can't really look past that. But I'll, I'll talk about captaincy uh, towards the end of the podcast again. So I've got Ryan. I've got Duffy. I think that'll probably be it for me from Brighton. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put all my eggs in the in the Brighton basket. Um, the there's not much. I don't really like their midfielder attack. Gross is the one I'd be interested in if he was fit, but he hasn't really been fit all season. Even if he was past fit for the weekend, I'd be reluctant because you know he's he, he's come back a few times this season and then he's missed out again. So I just don't want to trust Gross. Uh, Glenn Murray. It's I just I've never felt the love for Glenn Murray this season either. You know he ha- he did well early in the season. But I just feel at his age, will he play both games in the double game weeks? I just don't think he will. So 
there's a lot of options there. The guy on Doney looks a good player. Uh, I think he could get a start or two over the next four. So that puts me off Murray as well. Um, I think there's just some other options in the double game week who are more nailed to play both games than, than Glenn Murray. So that's Brighton. You know, I like Matt Ryan, I like Duffy, but I think that'll probably be it for me. Next up, I've got Cardiff. So Cardiff, like Brighton, have um, the Cardiff have a double thirty-four, but then they play Liverpool in thirty-five. So that it's the Liverpool fixture in thirty-five that really puts me off getting Cardiff players for thirty-four. Because if I'm going to bench boost in thirty-five, I don't want any Cardiff players in that bench boost against Liverpool. So the only one that has any chance of making my wildcard draft is Camarasa. You know, just because of the set pieces and penalties but again I don't like you know I've seen a lot of people talking this week about maybe getting a player like Camarasa or getting a player you know a third Brighton defender and then selling them for 35 but I really don't like booking in transfers for future game weeks because there's always things that pop up you know you'll get an injury you'll get a suspension you'll have something else you need to deal with which may force you into a, a, an unnecessary minus four in my opinion so that's why I'm just going to avoid um I'm probably just going to avoid Cardiff players completely because I don't want to have to waste a transfer on them in 35 when more than likely there's probably something else I want to do uh, for 35 after after we see what happens in 34. So I think Cardiff for me is just a, a no-go. Moving on to Watford. So I mentioned Glenn Murray, uh, you know, and doubts over him playing, you know, all the games. So I prefer Troy Deeney. You know, I've dished Troy Deeney a few times on, on the on the Fantasy Weekly podcast. Um but I may have to swallow my pride and, and get in a get in a human being that I don't particularly like uh, and, and just get him in for his FPL prospects. So I think I think he has a very good option. You know, he's on penalties. Watford have been have been good this season. That was a great win against you know, a great comeback win against Wolves in the Cup. I think Deeney scored a penalty in that game. So you know, for me, when it comes to Watford, really, it's between Dini and Delafeu. I don't really want to. I don't want both. I don't fancy the double up. Um, but I think I'm leaning towards Dini. I just feel he's probably more secure of getting, you know, a lot of minutes in the next couple of games. Uh, Delafeu, I think, may have a knock now as well after that FA Cup game. So that's definitely one to keep an eye on on Friday, if you are considering the the Spaniard. So I'm leaning towards Dini as my cheap third striker uh, on wildcard. Uh, I think Foster in goal is another, you know, a lot of people are looking at the Ryan Foster double up on wildcard. I'm just not feeling it for Foster either, which is why I'm thinking about going Ryan Lloris instead. Uh, just looking at Foster's clean sheets, he hasn't kept a clean sheet in the last six league games. Uh, yes, he's always, he can, he can rack up the save points, but I just don't really, I don't trust the Watford defence. And, you know, when it comes to goalkeepers, I'm looking for clean sheets first and foremost. And I would much rather have Lloris than 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 Ben Foster. That's the way I'm looking at it. So I found with my wild card this week, once I took out Salah, I took out Hazard, money really doesn't seem to be an issue. I think that latest draft I put together, I've got about 1.5 million in the bank. So there's no issue for me going, you know, Lloris over Foster uh, for financial reasons. So that's where I am with Watford. One more Watford player I'll throw in. Uh, for people on bench boost 35 like myself, if you are looking to, you know, save a few bob, I think Will Hughes at four point nine million could be a decent bench boost option. He, I think he's played the last two games. He got a goal and assist in the last 
game week. So I do like Will Hughes for the for the bench boost if you're looking to save a few bob. Um, I took a ride on the Holobas roller coaster earlier in the season, and I don't fancy taking another one because it was an absolute disaster. You just don't know what you're going to get with Holobas. It can be anything from minus three to to fifteen points in any given game week. So I just don't like the the risk of him getting sent off or or thing. You, you know, he always gets booked as well, so I don't like that. And again, clean sheets. I'm not expecting too many from Watford. So. Holobas is pushing on in age as well. I think he's about 34, 35 as well. So again, that's another reason to suspect that maybe he won't get all the games over the next couple of weeks. So I'm not going to go there either. So Watford, I think probably most likely just Troydini for me. The next team I'll talk about is Man United. I had a question from FPL King on United, a fellow United fan like myself. He just said, what are my thoughts on United now? Uh ahead of the next couple of weeks. The United have West Ham at home in game week 34, so a very attractive fixture there. But the double game week fixture, it's Everton away and Man City at home, So it's and then it's Chelsea afterwards as well. So a tough run of games for, for Solskjaer and his troops. So I'm really I'm really not overly keen on United. You know, I got, I probably got blinkered by them. Uh, my allegiances in the in the free hit. I had Smalling, Lindelof and Pogba and they broke my heart in that week. So I'm not going to make the same mistake again. I think the only United player that I'm interested in is Rashford and it really defend, depends on his fitness. And even at that, I, th- I even think, you know, someone like Troy Deeney, uh, I may, w- may well just go with Troy Deeney over someone like Rashford. So defensively, absolutely no interest in United. Pogba, five blanks in the last six games, no interest in him either. He's gone... And I, I, I doubt I doubt I'll be going back to him for the rest of the season. Uh, the only other one from United who slightly interests me is Martial, but again, it's it's fitness. Can we trust him fitness wise? If he was a hundred percent fit between now and the end of the season, I think he could score very well. But for me, it just feels too risky with you know the way he's been this season in and out of the team with injuries. So again, very good chance I'll go with zero United players on my wildcard, which. A couple of weeks ago, if you said that to me, I would say no chance. But that's the way things have gone with United in recent weeks. Next up is Southampton. So I think anyone who's playing a wild card uh, this week or next week, we're all going to be Southampton fans for the rest of the season. So Southampton have got Wolves at home this weekend, and then they've, the double game week they've got Newcastle away and Watford away. So and. If I look a little bit further ahead as well, to finish out the season, Southampton have got Bournemouth, West Ham and Huddersfield. So they've got a very nice run. You know, They don't play any of the top six for the rest of the season. So that's what the big attraction is there with the Saints. So this is the team where I've actually jotted down the most names beside them. So I've have, I've got Ward-Prowse here, Valerie Bednarek, the goalkeeper Angus Gunn, Bertrand, Yoshida, Hoiberg, Redmond, Danny Ings. You know, there's loads of budget options here. I think Southampton are a team to target if you're like me and you're going to bench boost in 35. So uh, picking through some of those names, uh, I think Ward Prowse will be in my wildcard squad. You know, he he was, um, I think he scored six goals in nine at one point there, you know, over the last couple of months. He's got the set pieces. He plays, you know, he plays close to 90 minutes every week, which is a big, uh, a big attraction there for him. So I think Ward Prowse will go in. Uh, I'll probably have a defender as well, just a cheap defender for the bench, but more than likely Valerie. Uh, I think he's probably more offers more of an attacking threat than Bednarek and and Yoshida. Yoshida's cheap as well. You know he's played the last couple of games too, so there's lots of options there. 
Uh, someone who hasn't been mentioned too much on on social media I've seen that I've seen this week is Ryan Bertrand. He's a little bit more expensive, four point eight million. Started the last five games. You know he'll play play the left wing back role on the other side to Valerie. So I, if if I've got a few bob extra lying around on Friday, I may just go you know upgrade Valerie to Ryan Bertrand. Uh, I think Bertrand you know possibly offers you know more of an attacking threat than Valerie. I know Valerie scored two goals back to back recently, but I think Bertrand could be a nice differential for the end of the season that not many people will, will own. So just wanted to throw him in there as well. Uh, Hoiberg 4.4. Again, if you're bench boosting and you don't have much cash, I think he's a good option. He's got some good attacking stats recently. You know, he's got the old goal and assist in him as well. Uh, Redmond I don't really like, but it's mainly because he burned me big time before in, in FPL. It wasn't this season, it was previous season. So he's on my... Uh, no buy list. I've got a no buy list uh, of FPL players, and he's he's on that one from previous seasons. So I, I prefer Ward Price just for the for the set pieces there. Uh, Danny Ings can't really trust him. A bit like Martial, too many injury problems. Uh, I don't want to trust. I don't want to put my trust in Danny Ings. He could break down at any time. You know he's like Arnautovic. So for me, when it comes to Southampton, I think uh, Ward Price will be in there and a defender. So it'll probably be either Valerie or Ryan Bertrand. The last team now with a double game week 35 is Arsenal. Now, my first draft that I put together on Friday night after the Liverpool game was Kolasinac was in it. But now I've got no Arsenal players. I just don't trust them defensively. And Kolasinac came off, in the, I think he came off at half time in that Everton game as well, which is not a good sign that when Emery changed to four at the back, he, he trusted Monreal, Monreal to play left back rather than Kolasinac as far as I know. Now I didn't see that game but that was just the reports I've read. I need to double check that. But I don't like that sign of Kolasinac getting taken off at half time if things are not going well. So he is probably the most likely I'll go for Kolasinac but I think there's more chance that I'll go with no Arsenal players now. Uh, Aubameyang just too much cash not getting enough minutes. Lacazette has been very consistent but again can we trust Emery to play Lacazette every week, especially with Europa League? If they can get past Napoli, I would expect them to prioritise that you know, tournament then, so we could see more rotation in the league from Arsenal. Uh, Leno, again, I don't like him. Clean sheets, there's not enough clean sheets there from Arsenal, so I don't like Leno. I prefer you know, the likes of Ryan, Lloris. Um, and I've got, a, I've just, beside Arsenal here, I've just got, midfield written down with a question mark beside it so I'll be watching closely what happens Europa League you know Ramsey Mkhitaryan these guys if it looked like they were going to get significant game time over the next few weeks uh, I think Ramsey in particular is the one I'd be interested in and I mentioned that the final midfield spot is is in my team is the one I'm struggling with I've got Jota there at the moment but Jota could easily become someone like uh, Ramsey if it looked like Ramsey was going to get a lot of game time so that is something I need to, to mull over between now and in the, in the weekend is do I take a punt on an Arsenal midfielder so that is the that is the double game week teams um, covered I'm just going to touch now on a few of the single game week teams before I reveal my, my latest draft um, so I had a question a couple of questions one from Rory McGlinchey he was just asking am I going to keep any single game weekers for, for the next few weeks um and another one from Lee Giles. He was just asking, are the Liverpool single game week assets worth keeping as well, given that they're fighting for the for the league title? So 
a couple of teams here. The only single game week teams I'm really interested in are Liverpool, Leicester. I've got a question mark here beside Bournemouth because they've got good fixtures. And I've got a question mark beside Hazard as well just because of what he's done in the last two game weeks. So Liverpool, first of all, despite not having a double game week, um, they've got Chelsea... Uh, Chelsea this weekend but then they've got a nice run they've got Cardiff, Huddersfield, Newcastle and Wolves to finish out the season so I am, I'm definitely not going to ignore Liverpool Salah's gone for me but I think I'll keep Manny on wildcard uh, I'm going to keep Robertson as well I just see absolutely no reason to get rid of Robertson when he's performed so well for me and for many this season um, so I think I'll definitely have two Liverpool, Robertson and Manny the question is do I triple up or do I just stick with two so if I triple up, it would probably be Alexander-Arnold. So go the double up in defence. So that would mean then, really, when it comes to bench boost 35, you know, you're going in with Liverpool single game weekers, but they play Cardiff away, so it's a good fixture. So, you know, I would, I'd probably rather have a couple of Liverpool players on a bench boost in a single rather than some of the double game week options. So that's something I need to weigh up. I think most likely what I'll do is just stick with Manny and Robertson and, and avoid the triple up for the time being. Um, you know Van Dijk's always an option as well Firmino's found a bit of form too so there's lots of options there for Liverpool definitely I definitely wouldn't ignore them um, I've seen I've seen some people you know going without Liverpool completely on the wild card and I just feel you know a team challenging for the title um, I, I, I wouldn't say it's wrong it, it could obviously pay off if Liverpool start to choke um, which I hope to do as, as a Mineo fan but I still think they'll be they'll, they'll, they will run City very close to the title, so I, I do want to keep a hold of those those uh, assets. I think they'll do well between now and the end of the season. So Manny and Robertson, I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep both of those guys. Uh, Leicester as well. Um, Leicester have been flying under Rodgers. I think they've won the last four now, and Vardy has done very well for me. You know, he got me 16 points at the weekend, so it's very very hard to sell a player after he's just scored you 16 points, but. I think I think he will go for a double game week player. Um, Leicester's fixtures they've got they've got Newcastle at home next, and then West Ham away in in the double thirty five. So it's two nice fixtures for Vardy, but then it gets tough. It's Arsenal, City, and Chelsea to finish out the season. So I think that's why I'll end up getting rid of Vardy just because of those last three games of the season. Even though he does perform well against against the top six, but I think. There is a case to be made for keeping Vardy. I think anyone who keeps Vardy on wildcard, it could could easily pay off. But I think I'll end up just shipping him. Uh, Madison as well. You could make the same arguments for Madison as you do for Vardy, for Tielemans as well. You know they could just continue to deliver. Um, I I I think Leicester will just finish out the season strongly. So I just wanted to mention those guys there as well. Hazard. Again, another player, very hard to sell him after he's done very well last two game weeks, but Hazard's gone for me. Um, I was always going to sell him on wildcard with the fixtures for Chelsea. Take the points and run. Uh, it's Liverpool away next. Burnley at home, nice fixture in, in the double, but again, Burnley are fighting for their lives. So, uh, And then it's mine out away in 36 for Chelsea. So I really, I'm just going to, I'm just going to avoid Chelsea for the next couple of game weeks. Uh, Bournemouth, question mark, good fixtures, but they really do look like they're on the beach the last couple of weeks. So I think I'm going to completely avoid uh, Bournemouth as well. I've People will know my troubles with Callum Wilson. Again, you know, no no goals from again in the most recent game week. So I've, I've over the course of the season, he's been in my team for five game weeks and he scored zero goals. So goodbye, Callum. Uh, anyone who decides to keep him, 
you know, enjoy the points because no doubt they will roll in now that he's gone from my team again. So that is the team. That's my wildcard watch list summed up for this week. So you can probably, I've probably mentioned most of these already, but the latest draft I put together today, now I won't touch this again until probably Friday after the European games, Loris and Ryan as the goalkeeper double up. Uh, Duffy, Robertson, Doherty, Laporte and Valerie in defence. A midfield of Manny, De Bruyne, Son, Jota and Ward-Prowse. And then up front, Kane, Jimenez and Dini. So I don't think this will change too much come Friday. The, the main thing that will change is probably the midfield. You know, it's either KDB or Sterling. Uh, Son versus Eriksen is another one I'm weighing up. Um, and Jota... I'm not sure I want to go triple Wolves. You know, I'm probably going to go Doherty and uh, Doherty and Jimenez. So I'm not sure if I want Jota. And again, you know, there's 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 a couple of other options. You know, the Arsenal assets in midfield. So need to see what happens midweek, really, with that last midfield spot. So that's where I'm at on Tuesday morning. Again, it will change, but I don't think it will change too much before Friday night. Um, Friday night deadline again this week as well. I should mention that. Don't get caught out by the... By the early deadline, a lot of people did last week. Ben Foster himself got caught out by the deadline. Uh, that's enough. That's enough for me to avoid Ben Foster. I don't want a player in my FPL team who doesn't even know when the FPL deadlines are. So that is what I'm thinking. So I'm just going to pause this for a second and get a drink of water because my throat's getting very dry here. Right, that's me back. I'm just going to run through... I've, I've just noticed I'm already over half an hour in this pod, so I'm going to rattle through these questions quick fire. Uh, so the first one is from Paul. He asks, Kane slash Aguero, uh, should we go both of them or neither? So I'm going to answer... You know, I'm just, I think I'm just going to go Kane. Uh, I'm going to avoid Aguero, I think. It's very hard to fit in both. Um, so Kane, for me... This is his time of the season. He usually turns it on to, to go for that golden boot. And it's the fixtures, though, mainly, which I like for Kane. So Kane over Aguero for me. Second question from Frank Walsh. Is the Spurs triple up valid or are we falling for a double game week allure again when they haven't been on fire form-wise? Um, yes, Spurs haven't been you know, pulling up any trees recently. But again, I'm, I just keep harping on about those fixtures. They've got great fixtures. And with great fixtures can come get great form. So I I do think the Spurs triple up is valid. I'm not sure yet if I will do it, but there is a very good chance I'll go Lloris, Son or Ericsson and Kane. So yeah, I do think it is valid. Um, I just think with that Champions League race, they've, they've got to finish the season strongly to, to guarantee that top four. So again, always good to target teams at this stage of the season, you still have something to play for, and Spurs definitely do. Next question from FPL DJ. Uh, he asks Jota, JWP, or Delafeu for the double game week. So at the moment, I've got Jota and Ward Prowse in my draft, but I think the one that's most likely to stay there is Ward Prowse. Uh, I just like him. Out of those three, I think he'll play the most minutes between now and the end of the season. Set pieces, you know, in Southampton, I've still got, you know, they're still fighting as well. So. I think I like him most out of all three. Delafeu, I just think Dini is possibly more nailed on in that team, so that's why I'm going to, probably going to avoid Delafeu. Um, I think Jota, Jota is, is a great option as well, but I'm just not sure on the Wolves triple up. So for me, out of those three, Ward-Prowse gets my vote there. 
Next question was from Marco Juvenin, uh, and Rory also asked this question as well. Again, and a question I'm going to ask myself for the rest of the week, Son or Ericsson? So I've got Son at the moment. Um, Ericsson has, you know, he's, he's performed very well recently. I think he was the top scorer in the double game week just gone. So two viable options. I, If I had to guess which one would play more minutes between now and end of the season, I would probably say Ericsson. I just feel he's probably more nailed on in the role that he is in the team. I think with Son, there's probably alternatives there that Pochettino can use. Um, but I do think this this yellow card thing in the Champions League could be huge. If Son gets booked tonight or tomorrow, whenever that Spurs game is on, um, that means he would miss the second leg Champions League, which would probably make him more nailed on in, in the Premier League. So I think something as small as a yellow card for Son could be, could be big news for us in FPL. So at the moment, Son's in my latest draft, but again... I'm, I'm really, it's, it really is a coin toss, I think, between those two. Um, and I, I think I'm probably going to flip-flop between the two for the rest of the week. But I think if I had to pull the trigger now, you know, lock my team in for the weekend, it probably would be Sun. Next question is from Gavin. Uh, would would I avoid Arsenal altogether now? Uh, and he mentions Ramsey. What about Ramsey as an uber differential? Uh, so Gavin thinks Ramsey is nailed on now in his opinion, after the Everton loss. So, yeah, Ramsey didn't start that game. I think he came on at halftime, uh, which which suggests, you know, maybe, you know, getting the best team on the pitch to try and, try and claw the game back. So, I would I avoid Arsenal altogether now? I think it is viable. Uh, it's something I may end up doing. Uh, I don't think I'll go for class snatch now. Uh, and there's a good chance I'll avoid Ramsey as well, just because I want to get players who I know will get a lot of minutes. And I just... By the weekend, I don't think we're going to know that about Ramsey. Um, so I, I do think it's viable to go without Arsenal. I think that's what I'll end up doing. Last question I will tackle is from Ashley Lloyd. Uh, again, I probably covered this already, but he's talking about going uh, triple Brighton defence and then sell one of them for 35. So again, this comes back to the booking in a transfer for, for 35. So I just don't like that. I don't like, you know having a transfer in mind already for 35 when I know something else will go wrong or there's another player who I want for double game week 35 who I won't include this week on wildcard so I for that reason I don't like triple Brighton defense uh, I don't want I don't want to have triple Brighton defense for 35 so I'm not going to go triple Brighton defense in 34 for that reason Moving on quickly to the captaincy poll. So I put a tweet up last night on Twitter. Who is the best captain for Game Week 34? Uh, I included Kane, Duffy, Vardy. And I also included other for people just to, to mention a few other names as well. So Kane ran away with the vote with 60%. Duffy got 21%. Vardy got 13%. And other was 6% then. So... That Huddersfield at home, you know, a relegated Huddersfield at home in the new stadium for Harry Kane. He didn't score in the first game, so he's going to be even more eager to to get on the score sheet in, in the next home game. So, I I agree with the poll here. I'm going to go Kane captain, I'm pretty sure. I just can't look past Huddersfield at home, who are already relegated. You know, Kane going for the golden boot. Uh, Spurs going for top four. You know, as much as as Duffy is tempting with a double game week, I just, I just, I'm going to back Kane to outscore Duffy uh, with one fixture. Um, I think Duffy will be my vice captain. So if anything went wrong, if Kane picked up, uh, picked up the sniffles before the weekend, I'll, I'll be all in on on Duffy captain. So 
yeah, that that's that's what it is for me. Um, I think it's between those two this week, really. If you're on a wild card, um, Kane or Duffy, probably. So I'm going to go Kane. Pretty sure I won't change my mind before the weekend. Um, but again, good luck. Good luck to anyone who does go for Duffy. There's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of arguments for going for Shane Duffy. Uh, just don't look at my Twitter feed today because I'm after posting a video of I think it was 2016 where Shane Duffy I think it was Blackburn he was playing for in one game scored two own goals and got sent off so I think that well that be about minus six in FPL so let's hope something like that doesn't happen in the double game week for anyone who does captain him or triple captain him and good luck good luck to those who do but for me Harry Kane all the way. I think I've covered everything I wanted to with. Uh, game week 34 and 35 in mind so just a few uh, housekeeping things to finish up um, if you enjoy if you enjoy my content and you want to support me you can do so on Patreon uh, it's at patreon.com forward slash FPL general as most people know I've been doing the this fancy football stuff full time this season so any support on Patreon no matter how big or small is, is very much appreciated and it will help me to continue to do this uh, hopefully next season as well full time and continue to live the dream um as always, early in a month is always the best time to sign up on Patreon because you can get a free trial essentially. As long as you cancel before the 1st of May, you can try out the Slack channel, the WhatsApp offering and, and you know the extra content, the live streams and everything. Maybe if you're thinking about giving Patreon a go next season, April is a good time to give it a free trial. So any questions you have, just send me a message on Twitter and I can give you more information if need be. Um, as always, I will be playing on Fantasy Bet this weekend and I think on Fantasy Bet this weekend... I won't triple. Ca- I won't captain Duffy in FPL, but I think I will captain him in the Grand Weekend tournament uh, on Fancy Bet. So I'll kind of hedge my bets there. Um, as always, um, eighteen plus on Fancy Bet and BeGambleAware.org. So the Grand Weekend tournament this weekend it doesn't include the Friday game, so you've got plenty of time. Once the FPL deadline passes, you've got Friday night, you've got Saturday morning to put your team together on Fancy Bet. And we get the team news as well. The deadline's not until 2.52 on Saturday, so you've got the, the 3 o'clock team news uh, as well. No, I'm actually wrong there, because there's an early kickoff on Saturday, but you'll you'll have the team news for the Saturday kickoff, and then you can put your team together for that one. So good luck to all competing in the Grand Weekend. I think that is everything one one last thing be sure to keep an eye out for the fantasy weekly podcast um i was away last week so james recorded with ben dinnery a very enjoyable podcast if you hasn't listened to that one yet a very good pod to get an insight into the life and times of of ben dinnery and what he does outside of fpl as well um so myself and james recorded a fantasy weekly episode last night so all about james is on his wild card as well so a lot of wild card talk on that one so i'll tweet that out when it's ready um again don't miss the deadline friday deadline this week um enjoy the rest of your week uh, and good luck in game week 34 particularly to those who are going to back shane duffy